0: sage cigarettes presents the ghost in the magazine it's the last episode of our black history month series i'm steph
1: and i'm gabe
0: and this week's movie was get out so we're going to go over the plot because this movie's fucking crazy so we're just going to dive into it
1: So the movie starts off, Lakeith Stanfield. So we see him. He's walking through a neighborhood at night. looks like a nice neighborhood. He's on the phone with someone. And what he's saying, it sounds like it's like his girlfriend or something. And, you know, he's like, oh, you got me this suburbs or whatever. So anyway, he's walking by himself and he has no idea where he is because he's looking at the street names and like saying them to himself. He's telling himself the directions how to get back home. And you see a car pass by him and then it turns around and slowly starts to pull up beside him and he's trying to mind his own business and then he's like uh you know what? I'm just going to turn around so he turns around real quick and starts walking in the opposite direction and then when he turns around to look at the car the door is open but there's no one there and then next thing you know he gets hit by a guy he's wearing like a knight's helmet
0: so the helmet is a Knights Templar helmet. So I thought this was really interesting and I didn't know before. So it's a Knights Templar helmet, which is like a little piece of the backstory that Jordan Peele created for these people. He calls it the Red Alchemist Society. And it's a secret group that comes together to do this thing that we're gonna talk about later. So
1: he gets taken by this guy. Also, the music that the guy's playing in his car, it's some old timey music. But anyway, so after that, we see our main character. His name is Chris Washington. And
0: the opening scene is before that, and it shows all of his photographs of black people in urban settings and also Redbone by Childish Gambino is playing which is very relevant and valid because that song, he's like singing to his light-skinned girlfriend and telling her to stay woke because that's the only reason that their relationship is going to work.
1: Right. Okay. So he's taking a shower and getting ready and then he gets a knock out the door and it's his girlfriend and his girlfriend her name is rose and she's a white girl so they're an interracial couple and they're talking about going to her parents house for the weekend and he's nervous because he's like you know do they know he doesn't say do they know i'm black but he just says do they know but she knows what he's talking about she's like no and it doesn't matter which it doesn't but
0: it like, shouldn't
1: it shouldn't you're right it shouldn't matter but when you're a person of color and you're dating someone who isn't you know if you're dating a white person that's a thought that you just have. Are their parents going to be okay with me because of the color of my skin? Which is it's just terrible. Just the reality of the world, you know? Anyway, they're going on the trip, so they're driving.
0: So one thing that she does when they're driving that really pisses me off, and this is like the start. This is a recurring theme. She takes his cigarettes and throws them out the window.
1: He was very cool about it. But he probably knows himself that he should stop smoking, so that's probably why he was like a little sure. crazy about it.
0: But it's his right to do so and I just think it's very rude to do something like that to your partner who you care about
1: so they're playing around or whatever they hit a deer the deer jumps across and they clip it so they stop the car you see that the right side of the car has blood on it and the mirror on the side is broken so they didn't hit it full on just the side of it so he gets out of the car and you can hear it too you can hear the deer in pain
0: it's awful
1: yeah that sounded terrible but he's looking for it he's like just slowly walking towards it and he sees it on the ground like suffering and he's frozen he's just staring at it and then boom next scene they're talking to
0: a cop he pulls up Rose is trying to explain the situation away you know and then the cop's like yeah 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 sure and looks at our person and goes well let me see your ID and she's She's like super defensive yes she is and you think that that's a very supportive thing for her to do don't come at my black boyfriend he didn't do anything but he doesn't want any issues he gives his state id
1: right and then the officer leaves they're back on the road and they get to her parents house and it's this big beautiful house it's secluded there's not much around there
0: they pass by walter and i'm pretty sure georgina at some point these are the house servants and they're black and the dad made sure to address it immediately like i know what you're thinking white family black servants and he's very like no 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 no. we're gonna address it because it's an awkward thing so
1: then they're talking to her parents and they I wrote this down. She was telling them how they hit a deer. How was the drive? And I was like, Oh, it's fine, we know we hit a deer though. And she said it Fruck us out.
0: Yeah. Said so <laughs> Fruck?
1: It just sounds weird, fruck.
0: I don't even think that's real.
1: I don't know. I don't think that's a word. Anyway, Chris is talking to her dad, and he's showing him around the house and showing all the collector's items that he has, and the memorabilia from his family or whatever, and he has some pictures of his grandfather, and he's talking about how his grandfather used to raise people, and that he was really fast, but that he ended up losing this big race, and he lost it to a black man. That's very important. So as they're walking outside, he's asking them about Walter and Georgina, the two- black servants in the house. And he's like, I know how it looks, but you know, they used to help my parents out and I just couldn't bear to let them go. Wah, wah. He feels like they're quote unquote family in a way.
0: Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> So they have dinner together and Chris has like a nervous tick when he hasn't had a cigarette, which I think is common with smokers. And then it goes again. The dad is telling him it's a really nasty habit. Like he has any right to say anything about it. And then goes, you should let my wife hypnotize you.
1: And they're telling him about it. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, I used to be a smoker too. And then she hypnotized me and now I get sick when I think of a cigarette.
0: And honestly, who gives a fuck, sir? I want to smoke my fucking cigarettes. They're so big and weird on the cigarettes. It's crazy invasive like he just met you guys that's really fucking weird
1: and rose is also getting annoyed that they're doing too much so and they're having dinner and her brother
0: who's a huge weirdo
1: his name is jeremy and he's drunk you can tell he's just wasted and his movements he's not still he's like loopy and he's telling embarrassing stories about you know his sister he actually likes any sports and he's like nah like and then he's like oh do you like mma and the parents are like "Stop," because they know where it's going
0: this kid's like let's wrestle
1: let's fight and chris is like no thanks And he gets up and he's like, nah, come on, man. And is about to grab him
0: at the dinner uh, table.
1: Her mom says, like,
0: Jeremy, stop. As soon as she said it, yeah, he, like, it, stop, like, immediately. It was very assertive and uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> it was crazy. Then dinner's over, they go up to bed, they're gonna go to sleep, and Just
0: then goes he goes out for a cigarette. So
1: he's walking outside, walking to the house, and when he goes outside, he sees Walter. <laughs> Walter. <laughs>
0: being so he, super weird
1: he works outside mostly but you just see him running full speed yes straight at chris and for chris no goes, reason yeah and he has this face of anger chris is just standing there and he's like starts backing up slowly but then he turns at the last second
0: Yeah, and i remember seeing that little scene in the trailer and it just made me so uncomfortable i'm like what's happening i need to see this movie i don't understand
1: And then he runs into Georgina
0: too. It was one of those scenes where he sees her inside because there were a couple where he sees her through windows and stuff. Like she has no idea anyone else is there and she looks really lost. But then he goes inside and the mom's just fucking chilling like a creep and she's like, do you smoke in front of my daughter? Like a psycho. And she's like, that's my kid. Like him smoking around her is going to murder her.
1: What? And even then Chris is still kind of cool about it. And then they start talking and she's starting to do the hypnosis on him, right? Right. Goes- under the
0: guise of just having a regular ass conversation which is very rapey. He
1: realizes at a certain point by that time it's too late. He's
0: been doing this for so long, I'm sure she can just fucking slip in there without you knowing and just wreck you. It bothers me. She starts probing about his life and the death of his mother. Like, it's any of her business. You just met this man. All of these things are huge red flags. And she's taking him back to a place where he has no business being.
1: He looks very uncomfortable. and Sure. He, he looks like he's physically in pain. And mm-hmm. he starts shedding tears because it's traumatic. And then he He's like oh yeah i see that place or whatever and he's back in that room watching tv the night his mom died and then she tells him okay sink through the floor
0: and he's like no and she yeah. just says sink and he sinks <laughs> down into like this deep place in his body where he's not in control and he can only see what's happening from yeah. really far away like out a, of his own like eyes a
1: void if you're in this very dark room right? Where you're like floating and you see a TV, but the TV, that's your life. You're watching your life. And she gets closer to him. And when you see his actual body, he's just sitting there with eyes wide open and his mouth open. And he's just crying. And Mm -hmm. she says, now you're in the sunken place.
0: It's so scary. It's so scary. You know, that's always been like a weird fear of mine because if you've heard any episodes of this podcast, you know, I'm scared of The Exorcist. In the second or third movie, they hypnotize Reagan and take her back to the time when she was possessed. And it makes me so very uncomfortable.
1: No, it's pretty scary. I couldn't imagine being in a situation like that. You're not able to do anything. Just watch.
0: It makes me feel helpless just watching the fucking movie.
1: So then she closes his eyes and then he wakes up in the morning as if it was just a nightmare.
0: And his phone is unplugged. So basically what happens from this point forward is that Rose quote unquote forgets that this is the annual big meeting for weird old people that are friends with her parents, weird old white people, you know, she didn't forget. You never, ever make plans for your parents to meet your significant other for the first time when there's a big event. It's already uncomfortable. Meanwhile, he's the only Black person and it's all these weird, weird people who are looking at him like he's a slab of meat
1: right and they're wealthy like all come in these nice cars they're dressed nicely and the way they're greeting Georgina and Walter it's just everything seems kind of off
0: they're Uh, very interested in him and like his physical features and asking weird questions like oh is it true that it's better with a black man oh it's awful
1: asking him if you play golf at all asking him does he feel like he has any advantages of being a black man over... Being anything else,
0: yeah. Oh, it's just the worst.
1: So, at the party, he's just walking around looking, and he notices Keith's character. His name is Andre. So, he sees him and he's ah, like, I'm so happy to see another brother here, like another black dude. And when Andre's talking, he's talking like, like, like an
0: uptight old white man,
1: right? Exactly. (laughs) So, he is like, okay, whatever, this is weird. And then he he calls his friend and he tells his friend, like, this guy's really weird. I feel like I know who he is. He looks so familiar. Maybe you can help me out
0: before he goes upstairs. Stairs to call his friend there's this very unsettling moment he walks up the stairs and in the room where the stairs are located there were a bunch of partygoers just chattering along and when he goes upstairs all of the talking stops and all of the old white people look up towards the ceiling in unison. And it's awful. So he's talking to his friend.
1: Telling him all the weird stuff that's going on during his time at this house. And you know, Rod's telling him, oh yeah, be careful because that sounds really sketchy. And he's talking about white people turning black people into sex slaves. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's very adamant about it. But you know what? His friend is the only one who makes any sense in this whole fucking movie.
1: Rod's a true friend too. Right. Uh, so then Rose is talking to him and he's telling her the phone was unplugged again. He just thinks it's really weird but she's like, you're just being paranoid calm down
0: she's um, gaslighting him
1: right but rob told chris he should go take a picture of the guy and then he runs into georgina and georgina's apologizing oh I'm but sure. it's
0: so strange it's, it's not really like strange. a normal apology her smile is tight and she's like i simply did this and that and i left your phone like she's talking just like that and he's like please yeah. get away stop talking." she to called today.
1: it a cellular phone she, she said she sure did and she's <laughs> like I didn't want to disturb it further right 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 (laughs) while they're talking I forgot what he tells her but she's like oh no 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 like getting you in
0: trouble with white people and she's like no 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 and it's real scary I would have pushed her down and ran out of the house
1: and she sheds, like, one tear. It's like, so it's, weird. It's so weird. Now, Chris goes outside and...
0: But he's an idiot and his flash is on.
1: Yep, so when he takes the picture, you can see Andre's face go from, like, smiling to just, like, super serious and, like, kind of confused.
0: And scared. His eyes are, like, wide open. I think yeah. his nose is bleeding.
1: Yep, his nose starts to bleed and then he's running up to Chris and he's, like, you know, telling him to get out. Get out, slow can. You have to get out, get out, get out. And then everyone's just grabbing him and pulls him away. So... Then they're all sitting in the house and they're saying, Oh, he just had a seizure, whatever. And when he comes out, he's like, quote unquote, himself again. And he apologizes to Chris and he goes to give him a fist bump. And Andre shakes <laughs> his hand instead.
0: So at this point, Chris is like, Fuck all of this.
1: This is a lot. He's going to go take a walk and he's talking to Rose and saying, like, he doesn't feel comfortable here. And she's trying to convince him to stay. And she's comforting him. But back at the house, you know, they talk about they're going to play bingo. But you see that everyone's quiet and the father's up on a
0: podium. <laughs> And he has Chris's too. picture. Yeah,
1: and as the camera pans out, you see the picture of Chris, and what you find out is this is a silent auction.
0: It's literally the slave trade brought up to the modern world. They're so, auctioning off his body.
1: So they're holding up bingo cards, whatever, and then eventually, this one guy ends up winning the auction. Okay. And it was a
0: guy that Chris had had a conversation with. He was a blind art dealer, and he actually was familiar with Chris's work as a photographer.
1: Yeah, so Chris was actually amazed at this guy, like, this art whatever. So he's like, oh, this is really awesome.
0: Yeah, he liked more than just his art
1: so they were gonna leave the house and you know rod finally calls him back and is like hey man i know who that is that's andre he went missing a few months ago like we know him because he used to date so-and-so's sister or whatever and he's like yeah oh, tracy yeah. with
0: the honda <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And then his phone dies. So after that call, he notices like a little door open in the room.
0: A creepy door.
1: So he opens it. He sees like a red box in there. He opens it up and it's a bunch of pictures of Rose. And as he's looking through these pictures, he notices that... It's
0: all her past black boyfriends and she said he was the first.
1: Right. But then as he goes through them even further, he sees there's a picture of her and Walter so he's like oh fuck this isn't right
0: and then right after there's one with her and Georgina
1: so then he puts it away and he's like super nervous and freaked out and Rose comes up I think she noticed that he was in the closet yes she
0: did because she was standing on the other side like let's go he's like all right, well she has to find the keys and she's like they're in here somewhere and she puts the bag down like just find the keys he
1: knows like I want to get out of here but then the family's downstairs Jeremy's blocking the door it's so
0: ominous like he's got a fucking lacrosse
1: Yeah, and they're all talking and he's like, Where you going? Like, oh, we're gonna get going. And they just keep like like
0: closing in on him and then Jeremy swings the lacrosse stick at him and he ducks and he's like fuck this is I'm not in an okay situation and that's finally when he loses his cool because through all of the weird shit he's been very cool and I really love that about his character because he's a dark black man and he's the calmest one in the entire movie no matter what's happening to him you know how invasive people are being towards him he's cool but right then he fucking snapped and he's like Rose where are the keys get me the fuck out of here right
1: yeah she's like crying
0: I can't find me and then she's like oh they're right
1: here and then like her just
0: 180 they're right here yeah she's a disgusting piece of shit surprise so the kids are all fucking in on it jeremy was actually the one who kidnapped andre in the first place he was the one wearing the helmet rose uses her fucking body to seduce black men into coming to her house and going through this fucking bullshit so they're just creeps
1: everything's starting to come together. So then Chris and Jeremy are about to fight and then the mom taps the teacup.
0: And he hits the floor.
1: So meanwhile, on Rod's side, he's trying to call him, can't reach him, goes to the cops. He's telling them what he thinks is going on. My friend's missing. He's at his white girlfriend's house. There's some weird Sex shit going lives. on. He got hypnotized. All this stuff and they laugh at him this sounds crazy so he's like pissed off whatever chris wakes up he's in a different room and he's strapped to a chair and there's a tv in front of him and then like on top of the tv there's like a deer head mounted on the wall and
0: it's a very creepy room like super creepy it's like a twilight zone room it has got this and i don't know why they keep it like this that's it makes it even creepier because they have a lot of fucking money they could upgrade this shit but it's like a shitty little chair that he's strapped to a squat little old-fashioned TV and it's just a creepy room. Yes,
1: yeah, so like the TV turns on and it's a homemade video and it's Rose's grandparents. Her grandpa is talking about life and family history and whatever, talking about immortality. and
0: Like it's a fucking infomercial for our retirement community.
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: And what it is is this red alchemist society it's a group that come together to bid on black bodies to inhabit once they get too old in their white bodies and they believe that they're destined for immortality and deity status which like how fucking pretentious are you and over hundreds of years they work out Like to figure out the science of how to do that and they think that they're going to achieve the power of the Holy Grail. Fuck y'all.
1: It's bananas. So he gets knocked out by the hypnosis again and Rob just trying to call his phone. Rose answers. She answers the phone. At first you don't see her. You just hear her talking and it sounds like there's a lot of emotion but when Mm -hmm. you actually see her talking
0: She's dead faced, No makeup. Her hair is pulled back. She looks like an ill kid who's been kept in a basement for years.
1: Right. So she's trying to make up an excuse of where Chris is. Like, like he oh, he over?
0: left so fast and he left his phone behind. Like, what? No. Right.
1: And Rod knows that she's lying. So he's trying to
0: <laughs> He even person. pauses the phone to yell at the phone and say, yeah, oh, like
1: you're a crazy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then
0: she does you know. what she does best. And when he comes back after starting to record the conversation, she uses her feminine wiles. Don't pretend like you didn't call her because you're trying to get at me or whatever the fuck she's right. and he's like what no
1: he's like f you f you hangs up whatever and then he's like shit she's smart she knows what she's doing um, so then chris wakes up again and he sees on the tv jim hudson So jim hudson is the blind art dealer and he's telling him hey man like i'm just gonna explain to you what's going on about the process so he, he explains to them about the switching bodies thing jim is like i don't care if you're black to be honest if people are weird i just want your eyes he's like yeah, oh, i can't see
0: don't say that shit oh i don't care what color you are you're still stealing his body and it's still a system of oppression aimed only at black people so you are a huge problem
1: exactly so Chris completely understands what is happening and what is about to happen. Then the video of Missy, I think that's the mom's name. She's hitting the teacup. She's, yeah, he
0: sees the hypnosis part coming yeah. again.
1: So he goes out. You see that the dad he is getting Jim ready for the surgery, right? So he like cuts open his head, takes oh. his brain out. Ugh. Yeah, whatever. And Jeremy's gonna go get Chris and bring him to the room. So he untackles Chris from the chair, and as he's getting the IV bag ready and stuff, Chris hits him over the head with like a.
0: It's like ball. a pool ball. It's yeah, a but pool it's like ball. Billy oh. It was
1: like bigger than that. And he hits him over the head and then he hits him twice really hard.
0: He was able to avoid the second hypnosis because he was picking at the chair and he took the stuffing out and put it in his ears so he wouldn't hear yeah. the noise
1: because he's a he smart man. So when the dad notices that Jeremy's taking a while so he goes out to the hallway and Chris just rushes at him with the deer head.
0: <laughs> Which how full circle is that? They yep. killed the deer. He uses the deer to kill that guy. Love it.
1: He impales him, pulls it out. The dad's dying and he knocks over a candle and lights through on fire.
0: Okay, so while this is happening, they keep showing Rose because she's a weird ass bitch. And after he kills the dad, when they show her, she's literally eating Fruit Loops. She has Fruit Loops in a bowl and she has milk in a cup so that she can keep white and color separate.
1: Yeah that's extra.
0: Very there <laughs> deeply racist. Not just regular racist.
1: And she's also on Google. Look (laughs) at handsome black men or whatever the hell she typed.
0: Because she is a disease.
1: So Chris is going upstairs. He's getting ready to leave. And he sees the mom.
0: Okay. So he sees the mom. And when they show him on the screen, he's fucked up because he just had to fight for his life. And the way that he's looking at her, like he's super fed up with white people. He's like tired. He's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. You crazy bitch.
1: And she doesn't have her teacup. So they we both go for it and he knocks it down and she gets him with a knife in his hand and he doesn't even flinch. Like it goes through his hand and he is just staring at her with this rage. He takes the knife out of his hand and then just stabs her and kills her. He's about to leave but who shows up but Jeremy. Jeremy jumps on his back he's like choking him out and like you can see Chris is about to go. Like he's about to pass out but he pushes through and he grabs the door knowing that Jeremy is gonna kick it closed and as soon as Jeremy goes to kick it he stabs him in the leg and And then stomps his face
0: yeah i feel like jeremy's made up of cocaine and adrenaline i don't understand how he got back up so
1: he gets in the car he's driving away no problem he's getting away he hits georgina
0: yeah he runs that bitch over and he's such a good person at his core he can't leave her like that because she's black and he puts her ass in the car
1: and also he's having like a flashback of his mom because Mm -hmm. his mom died a hit and run so he wanted to be better that he gets her he puts her in the car they're driving and then she wakes up and freaks out (laughs) she said
0: you ruined my house and starts clawing him to death like like an angry cat
1: they crash into a tree and then rose hears that then you see that rose has a rifle and she's shooting at him and chris is like barely dodging these and then you see walter run by and she's like get him, grandpa (laughs)
0: oh god it's so strange
1: (laughs) (laughs) so then they're fighting on the ground and Chris manages to take a picture of him with the flash on so it like wakes him up so Walter gets up and he's telling Rose like give me the gun and as soon as he gets the gun he just shoots her
0: because he, he got the flash in his eyes so whoever that person was before the grandpa jumped into his body came through in that moment but then
1: he looks over at Chris and then he shoots himself because who knows how long he was like that for well
0: yeah and he didn't want the grandpa to come back because he was still in there
1: so he's just messed up rose is still alive she's bleeding out she's trying to grab the gun chris is like nah and starts choking her so
0: he's trying really hard to strangle her and she starts smiling like a crazy bitch because she knows that at his core he's a good person and he can't do it and he can't
1: because she tells him like i love you or something like that
0: yes she's trying to appeal to the quote-unquote relationship they had but like suck on it
1: so then cop car pulls up so he stops and rose is like help
0: help yeah and he puts his hands up because he's a black man in america and it ends up not mattering because it's ron he just gets up and sits in the car and he doesn't say anything for a while and he's like how did you find me (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> what are you saying? he said, I'm a like, um, motherfucking-, motherfucking A. A. We get shit done. <laughs> he said, uh, you can
0: consider this situation handled.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they drive away. Rose eventually just bleeds out on the ground and then...
0: Okay, so what a journey. I want to start by saying that there was a different ending. The original ending was what everyone expected to happen in that moment that it's a a cop car and that cops come to arrest Chris because they're blaming him for the entire situation and that Rod goes to visit Chris in jail and hints at him that he's going to get life in prison because of the way the system is stacked against him. Did you know that? No. Yeah and I'm so happy that it changed because that's exactly what people don't want more of what black people don't want more of is that shit that real shit because in real life that's exactly what would have happened so I'm really glad that they decided to change the ending because like what a fucking triumph justice was was served honestly I don't think I would have liked the movie as much as I do if that had been the original ending so I'm going to layer in some facts about this movie it was inspired by an Eddie Murphy sketch called Delirious and there was like a question in that sketch that inspired it and it was basically why in haunted house situations do white people not just Fucking leave. Like in Amityville horror, the ghost literally told them to get out of the house. That's more than just a hint, and people just stay. So that's what inspired the movie. Chance the Rapper gave away free tickets to the Chicago opening, which is amazing because this movie, a lot like Black Panther, just inspired a lot of Black people because look, we're out here, we're doing it, we're doing big things, and it's really nice to see Black people celebrated. So I think that that was wonderful. And Chance the Rapper probably gave certain people who may not have been able to see it otherwise, a really good opportunity to have that experience Mm -hmm. at the opening, like of all things, like I'm getting a little shivery just thinking about it because it's so nice. The sunken place is a representation of the marginalization of Black people in America. It's literally people screaming loudly about their situation and the systemic racism and nothing happening because of it is is real and valid and has been since black people were forced to come to america and it's 2021 get out is now being taught in universities and which i think is a beautiful thing because it's so perfect there are so many things to dive into in this movie it's directed by a black man it's a real just all of the symbolism for real things that black people are still experiencing i think it's really important because we were talking about how history black history is being whitewashed still now and there are a lot of people even some of my white friends when I you know talking about this podcast and what we're doing for Black History Month and I was mentioning things about antebellum and I literally had a friend look at me and say I had no idea that was a thing how can you be how like how can you not know but then that's how it's being whitewashed so I think it's amazing that it's being taught in universities there's a class at UCLA called Sunken Place Racism Survival and Black Horror Aesthetic which signed me the fuck Uh, so okay also something that anyone should do if you watched it once watch it again so that you can see all of the things that rose does like the shit with the fucking fruit loops that's wild if you didn't think about it the first time you definitely will the second time and then the biggest piece is when the cop stops them or like stops and is talking to them and asks for chris's id she is not sticking up for him she does not want there to be a paper trail she doesn't want cops to know that chris was at her parents house because he's going to disappear so it is not she is not a good person
1: obviously we know it's not her first time but she has perfected it she's not gonna make a mistake right
0: she's very adamant but it's because she's sinister it's because she's a villain her whole family are villains and it doesn't matter what way that they spin what they're doing they're bad people, and they're doing a bad thing. So then the last thing I'm going to say about this movie is that Jordan Peele, bless your precious heart and face, made Oscar history with this movie, okay? In 2018, he won the Oscar for Best Original Screenplay for this movie, making him the first Black filmmaker to earn that honor. He's amazing. Praise be. Thank God for Jordan Peele, and I think that this is just the beginning, and this is the reason why I wanted to highlight these kinds of films during Black History Month because... Because we can do anything. We can do horror movies. We can be seen as more than just drug dealers and murderers and people in prison and things like that. And I think we're worth talking about. (laughs) We're Mm -hmm. worth being praised. So this has been a journey. And one that I really hope people enjoy because we did. It was really good. But so you can follow the podcast on Twitter at GITM Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at WitchXPudding.
1: And you can follow me at Gabuto.
0: Okay, bye.